Looking to expand your playlist? Well, Fat Lowell's Radio has got you covered. Lose your religion with Reverend Jess and Deacon Sam over on the Church Absurd. Hear nerd culture get dissected on the Fickle Fanboy with RPM. Get drunk at the round table with the designated drinkers. Hear solid and interesting interviews on Unseriously Serious. Do you want to get involved? Send your rant over to the League of Infuriated Nerds. Also, check out the Fat Lil's Radio Associated shows. Get your not-safe-for-work talk radio fix on The Robin Slim Show. Get some life advice from Jerry and Cal on From the Bottom. All of these shows and more await you at Fat Moles Radio. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and various podcast apps, as well as our website, fatmolesradio.us, HTTP, not HTTPS. We hope you enjoy the smorgasbord of shows we have prepared for you. Fat Moles Radio, stuff full of entertainment. You're listening to The Fickle Fanboy, brought to you by Fat Moles Radio. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much! Finish And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Now you think? I'm gonna tell you with a tear in my eye! I'm gonna kick your ass! Sicilian when death is on the line. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fickle Fanboy. I am your host, as always, RPM. And <laughs> along with me, because I just can't shake him. Reverend Jess. After the ridiculousness of E3, Dubfish no longer lives. Swim, swim, hungry motherfuckers. He is finally killed off by Bethesda. <laughs> no. You will be. You will be missed, Dubfish. Uh oh, maybe, maybe a little bit anyway. But yeah, E3, like just the amazing amount of just constant news, gaming news that just kept coming at me in my Twitter feed and everywhere, from everything from bringing back a little bit of um, a infamous Zelda chapter in in that whole franchise and reviving that bastard to fucking Keanu Reeves in a video game. Wait the fuck up, samurai. You know what? I, I'm I'm in favor of it. Fuck. Um, you know, I, I I'm a big fan of Keanu. And it said I read uh I read some stuff that said that he's apparently a very lonely guy. Keanu, if you want to be friends, come you know, come hang out. We'll do we'll do a podcast together, we'll play some games, we'll watch some movies, we'll just hang out. Hit me up, Keanu. At RevJess underscore FL radio. At Fickle Fanboy RPM. We're here for you, buddy. I love you, Keanu. I love you so much. I like you. I, I don't know if I'd go as far... We have to hang out before I really make any kind of... Have you seen John Wick 1 and 2? And 3! You've seen the third one? 
Yes. How is it? I liked it. I thought that it was, if they choose to stop there, at the very least, it was a pretty good ending. I don't see them ending there, though. I won't spoil anything, but I can obviously see an open door for continuing. And if they do, I can't wait for the next one. So, in other words, what you're saying is this wick is still burning? Right down to the fucking table. Right on. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, In all honesty, I think uh, sometimes, you know, there's a lot going on in the stories of John Wick. I wish they would put out a, uh, you know, a dictionary or, you know, an encyclopedia about everything that is going on in that world. And they can just call it a Wikipedia. (laughs) I'm proud of that one. Fuck you. Um, Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. They call this cheap heat. Right. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, E3. I am. uh, I'm heartbroken after seeing E3. Why? I mean, they had they had the Star Wars game demo. They had Keanu. What could there have possibly been? They they had Battletoads. Battletoads, man. You want to know? You want you want to know what sums up my disappointment of E3? Please do tell. Free to play Commander Keen mobile game. Uh, uh, well, okay, okay. You know, fair fair enough, I suppose. Commander Keen has been gone for so long, and this is how they bring him back. Look how they massacred my boy. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. And I will say, even though I was, and I'm still hyped about the fact that they're bringing back Battletoads, even for just a, a moment, a lot of people felt that they did them right by... Just the mere fact that they kept the original music. What do you fucking do? So did Duke Nukem Forever. Can I wait for this fucking game to come out? No, I cannot. However, if it sucks complete mud butt, I'm not going to be surprised. Because they do... So many different software studios have a habit of bringing back these games and preserving them for future generations and yet just absolutely destroying that special spot in your heart that you hold games that you used to love. Yeah, it definitely... Um... I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they have a few hits, but it seems like for every one or two hits, they have... Four or five misses. I don't know. There's there's something that you can't recapture with a modern take. And it's it's very rare that somebody gets close to it. It is, but in, in the same token, I can't fault them for trying because yeah, absolutely. I feel as if to preserve these franchises and video games as a whole... Just as a wonderful industry, I feel like the need to at least attempt to breathe life into these old games and, you know, give them a new sense of being, I think is an absolute must. 
as well as coming up with new, innovative, and great ideas for you know, new franchises. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in, in this day and age, there is a, a serious problem with over-reliance on franchises. You have Ubisoft with just pumping out Assassin's Creed after Assassin's Creed. There's just this over-reliance, and, and now everything is uh, going towards live service. And I feel like single player is unfairly being tossed to the wayside, and I, I get it. I get it from a business standpoint. It makes more sense to do a live service type of deal. But back in the day, it wasn't about money. It was about making a game. It was Duke Nukem Forever is a prime example of when something is single-player focused. And yeah, Duke Nukem Forever didn't fucking turn out well. But Duke Nukem 3D... I love the game. I am the king of the world, baby. It was four episodes, eight levels per episode. It's about the size of Doom 2. And then you have your expansion packs like Life's a Beach and, uh, you know, Nuclear Winter and Duke It Out in DC and stuff. And those were all great. You know what I mean? But, like, that's the thing. They didn't worry about, oh, well, we better throw microtransactions in there, you know? And the multiplayer was an afterthought. And even the multiplayer was fun. I remember going back and fucking playing Deathmatch with my dad. That shit was always great, you know? Sometimes I even amaze myself. Yeah, it was. Although I felt that somewhere shortly after Nuclear Winter, I felt like they began to approach the cliff until they finally <laughs> had nowhere to go and jumped off of it. But... All those games that you're talking about, all those uh, chapters in the the story that is Duke Nukem, they're great. The one thing I will say, though, is at least Duke Nukem Forever was multiplayer afterwards, you know what I mean? Nowadays, you have shit like Call of Duty where it is literally built around the multiplayer because they figure you'll get your money's worth on multiplayer. Okay, well... I I hate to break it to you, dude. I don't go online. Don't get me wrong. There are some gaming entities that I feel they they could benefit from that sort of format, but there there's just as you said, the single player in whether it be a shooter or you know just anything anything. It's really kind of a dying breed. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just, but, and that's, that's really heartbreaking. I understand business-wise why you would want to do that bullshit. But at the same time, like, I remember the, the grand good old days, you know what I mean? Where it was, it was literally, I, I, I've spent, you know, 12 hours playing this fucking game. And I, I'm only halfway through the campaign, you know what I mean? Oh, God. If I could get the hours back that I played shit like Mech Warrior or Wing Commander, fuck, I would probably have enough time on my hands to, I don't know, cure cancer, cure world hunger, something. And, like, that's the thing. That's, that's just those two games alone. And people don't ever fucking pay attention to that nowadays. It's never about that. It's always about, 
can I get to fucking fifth prestige or whatever? It's like, fuck off, man. Yeah, I mean, could I have done something productive with those hours if I had them back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if given the chance... Would I go right back and play those games for those same hours, if not more? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's the thing. They just, they don't think about it. And it, and I, I think there's, people just don't understand how important it is to go back and play older video games. Yeah. Like nowadays, I'm there, you know, everything is, you know, oh, Apex Legends and, and, and this, that, and the other. It's like, Okay, well, uh, you fuckers ever play Postal 2? Because uh, you definitely should. Oh, well, what's Postal 2? Oh, you should play it. Just give it a shot. It's only like a dollar on Steam. Eh, well, does it have multiplayer? No, it doesn't, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, I'm not really interested in Well, fuck off, then. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I, I loved your interview with Vince. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, on my after-service show on Church Absurd, I just recently sat down with one and only CEO of Running With Scissors and the creator of the Postal Games, Vince Desi. Oh. And I I can't put it into words how amazing that interview was for me. It just, you know, like I said it on on the uh, episode itself, but, you know, it's widely said, don't meet your heroes because you'll always be disappointed. And Vince Desi really proved that wrong for me. But, like, that's the thing. Like, Postal 2 is a fucking game from 16 years ago. And it still, to this day, is one of my favorite fucking games of all time. The amount of shit you can do, and, like, no one playthrough is ever quite the same. A small slice of urine-stained heaven with a little sodomy in the side. And it's the same thing with uh, Blade Runner which is a point-and-click adventure game from 1997. It is literally random number generation as far as certain characters, whether or not they are replicant or not. And, you know, because of that, there's, like, every all types of different ways to play it, you know? Like, to me, I think that's fucking great. It is. That a 45 blaster under your coat, or are you just happy to be here? But you don't get that nowadays. The The most you get nowadays is a fucking morality system where, you know, you determine the ending, but it's only ever, like, one of two endings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even when it seems like there's going to be a bunch of different endings, it doesn't work out that way because of uh, various bullshit like Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the one thing that I didn't like about Telltale's Batman they really kind of prop themselves up as being, you know, this you control the storyline kind of thing. I mean, they they were to a certain extent. But... That's the thing. It was always it was always built around your choices have consequences. Your choices affect the story, but it's not the case. No, it would affect the beginning of the next chapter, and then maybe a few little things. But no matter how you played it, it was pretty much the same for everybody until you got to the next chapter. And then it would... But I would say 90% of the actual gameplay, if not 95% even, was the same for everybody, no matter how you played it. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Telltale's problem is that they bit off more than they can chew. They got a hit with The Walking Dead. 
And the thing about The Walking Dead is, okay, so in the first chapter of season one of The Walking Dead, in the store when you have the choice between saving the chick with the gun or saving the geeky tech guy, whoever you choose to save will be killed in the middle of chapter three. So it literally makes your points, like the choices that you do make, null and void. Yep, pretty much. And that's that's not just for Walking Dead. That's for every single one of Telltale. Like, it's only ever small shit that doesn't affect the overarching story. And I understand that to a point because you want to you have a cohesive narrative. But at the same time, don't build up your game against that hype. No, no, please don't. You know, and... and... They proved the point as to why you shouldn't. Uh, but, I mean, the one thing Telltale did do good, in my opinion, is giving CPR to such franchises as Sam and Max or Monkey Island. Agreed, agreed. And, and not to mention, you know, doing what are, in retrospect, gimmick games, but are still a lot of fun with the Poker Night games. Yeah, which I love the fact that Ash Williams just shows up in those what happened? Orpheus sent me out to get those spell ingredients I was telling you about. But when I got back to my apartment, it was being attacked by demons. Dozens of them. Orpheus and I were holding them back, but there were too many. And then there was this portal opening up, and Orpheus didn't know how to close it. And that's when Wendy... Picked up a chainsaw? Like, 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 and that's the thing, man. It's just, it's, you know, it's... It, they do they do deserve some credit for that, but at the same time, they fucking... They, they worked their, their workers to the bone and they gave themselves unrealistic deadlines that they always failed to meet. Like, I remember, like, between episode one of The Wolf Among Us and episode two of The Wolf Among Us, it was, like, mm-hmm. six fucking months. Yeah. And it, was supposed, and it was supposed to be a month and a half. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the thing, because they, they barely, you know, they, they filled themselves up with all these different franchises and fucked themselves over. Yeah. But, like, let's go back farther than that. There's this site that I frequent, and I know you frequent, My Abandonware, where literally these games that are just uh, literally abandoned by their publisher, these are not games that are going to get an HD remake anytime soon. These are not games that have been ported to newer consoles or anything like that. They're put up and then left to die. They're basically kicked into the virtual ditch and just left there. Yeah. And you can, they don't even they don't even do the kindness of pouring gasoline on them and lighting them on fire to cremate them. They just leave them there to rot. Yeah. And we're we're not talking about no piddly ass, oh well it was a game that was, you know, sold for five bucks in a Best Buy. I'm talking shit like black and white. You know what I mean? I'm talking shit like uh, you know, the call of Cthulhu dark corners of the earth. Evil Dead Regeneration. No One Lives Forever. Ghostmaster. You know, shit like that. I mean, we, we could go on and on and just keep naming games on there that really deserve to be there even. Yeah. Deserve to have a new purpose, a, a new generation. A new audience. Yes, a new, a new generation to be able to, you know, find these games and just experience how great it was to play them. Howdy, stranger. We need your help. Mad Dog McCree's gang is taking over the town. Can you help? Yeah, that's the thing. And they miss out on that. 
and, and the sad part is now you have to depend on fans who, you know, can make this shit play on modern hardware. Like, trying to get black and white to play on modern hardware is such a pain in the ass. You have to download a whole bunch of different, like, fan patches and stuff like that. I bought that Blade Runner game that I had mentioned off of Amazon. I load up the disc to try and install it. The installer is not fucking working. Like, it it will not work on Windows 10. It just tells you, this can't run on your PC. Contact the software developer. Well, the software developer is Westwood Studios, who was closed by EA in, like, 2004. So I don't think I'm contacting them. Uh, Westwood, I, there's so many different studios that I I miss, you know? I mean, I damn near stood up and danced for joy when I found out that LucasArts was coming back after being prematurely and quickly shut down. Uh, during the merger and and the 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 fucked up thing is though is that they were still working on shit yeah like they they had they had pitched this demo for this new Star Wars game called Star Wars 1313 yeah and literally the reveal trailer looked incredible it looked like a fucking fun game it was set in the old republic everything like that but that's the thing they they don't they 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 they, they just cut this studio down for fucking no reason man and now, shit like, you know, Star Wars Republic Commando, or Dark Forces, or TIE Fighter. God, Dark Forces, I, I love that game. The Tarn will not be as easy to deal with. He is very resourceful. More resourceful, it seems, than even your Dark Troopers. Are they widely accessible now? Being able to play some on your phone and shit like that? Yeah, you can play video games more places than just, you know, in front of your TV on a console or in front of a fucking computer. Yeah. But I feel like the quality as opposed to what we played. Well, it it all depends. There are some standout, incredible games from the past few years. I'm talking about original fucking pieces of work that stood out and were fucking spectacular. That may have been fucked up down the line by, th- by certain things, but, like, for example, The Darkness, which came out in 2008, and then the sequel came out in, in 2012. Those two games I fucking love, like you wouldn't believe. I think they, they are so well made in terms of, like, the shooting mechanics and the actual mechanics of using the darkness itself. But, like, nowadays, I will find myself looking at shit and... It's very rare that I will see a title that makes me think, oh man, I really want to get a PS4, because I don't have one. One of them is maybe the 2016 Doom, because it's a fucking full throwback, and obviously the new Doom looks pretty great. Other one, maybe Resident Evil 7, you know, just because it's so out there. But other than that, there's really nothing else that stands out to me. Like shit like Anthem or whatever does not fucking interest me in the slightest. Now, I I don't know about you, but I have had, as the years go on, it seems like the same argument with other gamers that are younger than me, but it, it always boils down to their argument is, yeah, but look at the graphics. Tell me about 
the game itself, the storyline. I mean, tell me about what the game holds other than just that look cool. Yeah, like, okay, so prime example. The other day, I, you know, I hit you up and I was telling you about this game that I was playing, right? Yep. Called The Suffering. Mm-hmm. Now, The Suffering is from 2004. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I, was in, I was in fifth grade at the time. And I'm pretty sure you were getting your pension check. Oh, God damn it. You, are we starting that now? <laughs> what? Admitting to the audience that you're a goddamn boomer? I have more hair than you. Although yours is my choice, so I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. But, but still. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. But yeah, The Suffering is this game. It was put out by Midway, you know, because Midway back in the day was the edgy boys. Which and yeah, it just tickles me nowadays. I mean, tell they were they. I mean, they put out they put out that game Roadkill. Yep. You remember that game? Yes. Twisted Metal meets Grand Theft Auto. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> they put out this game called The Suffering, where you play this guy who's on death row for the murder of his wife and kids, and uh, monsters attack the fucking prison, and you gotta try to escape. And the monsters look very Silent Hill-esque. They're all based off of like various forms of execution in jail or forms of death in jail. And I was playing this game, and the gameplay is perfectly fine. It's first and third person. You know, functions greatly, runs great on modern hardware, thanks to be- it being ported to goodoldgames.com. But... The one thing that stuck out to me was the voice acting performance of this one character. So much so that I literally called RPM here to tell him about that voice performance, you know what I mean? And I had him look it up because I wanted him to hear it. And I don't think I would ever do that in a million years for something that you hear on fucking, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 or whatever. No. No. You know? Not at all. And, like, that's the thing, man. Like, it's like, uh, I'm talking about a fucking haunting voice performance. You know what I mean? That sounds like a deeper, gruffer Tom Waits. What's he building in there? I always looked at their bodies when I was done. Yeah. And it's just, it, like, that's the thing. That, or, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, talking about, like, Ghostmaster and shit. Ghostmaster is a love letter to fucking horror movies where you just play this guy whose job is to control these ghosts and then you have to build up the scares and shit and clear people out of the house and everything like that. And there's so many different references to shit like Evil Dead and, and the Amityville Horror and Poltergeist and everything like that. And it's just brilliant. And that's another game that's from like 2005 or 2003 or something like that. You know? And like Postal 2. Postal 2 is from 2003. Fucking... And then going back even further, I'm playing games from 1997 with Blade Runner playing the original half-life again man that's another experience just going back and playing the original half-life again and see the the experience is what i miss because we were talking about the single player but even you know some two-player games like um oh shit i mean there there was double dragon which after after oh, yeah. double dragon neon basically put a uh, or at least it should have put a, a nail in the coffin I feel like that needs an absolute reboot from the neck up uh, just to yeah, bring it back I mean, to its at, glory. At the, at the same time, have you noticed that we've really sort of lost those type of like side-scrolling beat-em-ups? Yep. I, shit. So much, so much so that, you know, it was referenced in Saints Row 4 
as like a throwback of like, remember when games used to be like this? And it's like, well, why, why does, why does it have to be that way? You know what I mean? Like, I, like I remember back when I was playing um, Rockstar Games, they put out an adaptation, a video game adaptation of the movie The Warriors. And there, once you beat the main story, you have this, there's this arcade machine appears in the Warriors Hangout that's called like Armies of the Night or something like that. And when you play it, it's, it's the storyline of the Warriors, but as a side-scrolling beat-em-up. And it's really fucking fun. And, um, and another thing is like, with the whole rise of VR. Oh God, there's so many games that could really benefit from exactly. Uh, VR adaptation i mean i mean can you imagine double dragon vr can you imagine things like um turok oh yeah that'd be great I mean, you, you, oh, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned 2016's doom outing and really i'm sorry i disagree with you there i felt like as someone who played the original i didn't really feel as if they did that game justice Oh no no! When I say when I say it's a throwback, I mean it's a throwback to like oh, older, I, I, especially the fact that like you don't have regenerating health, and you know you get health back by doing the glory kill system. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a Call of Duty or you know a yeah. Medal of Honor or whatever. You know what I mean? It has that Quake Arena type. Yeah, feel to I, it. I thought you meant no 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 no. Um, the the closest I could say to an actual retro FPS full, like throwback that was successful mm-hmm. and that felt good was Dusk mm-hmm. from last year, which I don't know if you ever got a chance to play. No, I have not. Okay. Well, Dusk is very, like, the movement in it is very Quake-esque. You know what I mean? It's that fast-paced. You know, of course, when you jump, you hear a hoop, 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 right? And, like, your movement's very fast. If you strafe jump, you're, you're fucking, like, going lightning speed. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it also has this old, old-timey old graphics. It's all, pol- it's all polygonal-based, like Quake 2. But at the same time, the themes that are explored are very similar to uh, Blood from 1997. Which, I don't know. I mean, of the build engine trilogy, you know, Blood, Duke Nukem 3D, and Shadow Warrior. Blood to me is the one that feels the best. I guess, I suppose. Well, it, it's just like especially with the with the source ports that are out now, you know, specifically N Blood. That's the one I'm I'm working with right now, which is based off of the uh, E Duke Thirty Two engine. The movement in there is just so satisfying. When you go and you jump into a room full of cultists, chuck dynamite at them, and then just escape the blast zone of the dynamite. There is very few things that are more satisfying. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, did you 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 know that game that came out a while back, uh, Super Hot? Yeah. Okay, where the whole thing is like, the game doesn't move unless you move, and you have to. It's like a puzzle game mixed with a first-person shooter. Same idea here, but Blood makes me feel like I feel in Blood specifically. Like I said, the source port, uh, you know, and Blood and stuff like that. I feel like how I look at the end of a super hot puzzle where they show you the replay of what all happened. Okay. Like, cause you know, in super hot, you're doing calculated moves. You're like, I'm going to shoot this guy. I move over here. I shoot that guy. I move over here. And then at the end, after you complete the level, 
it's played back to you in in real time so you would get to see like the fast paced movements of you and everything that you've done and it looks very satisfying it's very cool yeah but i feel like i can accomplish that stuff in real time playing blood because it is so satisfying that's what i don't get from modern no, first person and, and, shooters but, at all but i feel as if a lot of games could be done justice if they were given the VR treatment. Like, Secret of Mana, even something like that could be done justice, you know, in a VR setting. Fucking... Think about, okay, think about Duke, Doom, Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. Think about that in a VR setting. That whole idea that you would get from these games of not knowing what's on the other side of that door, or in the case of Duke Nukem, that bathroom stall. Or, for example, you know, something like a serious Sam. All right. Where, you know, if you pick something up, you're going to yes. be surrounded by monsters. Yes, or even some... I could see that. that. You could be given that sense of suspense and fear, such as, okay... You know, some of the games that were put out based on movies. You know, 2005's Punisher game. Punisher and Indiana Jones specifically come to mind. Those could be done in a VR setting and really done well. Oh, God, that would be... uh, Specifically, like, an Indiana Jones game would be really satisfying in VR. Yeah. You know, like, imagine, like, even just, you know, certain moments. Like, for example, using the bullwhip. Or, you know, just, like, even if it was just, like, a greatest hits, like, you know, like a a VR adaptation of Raiders or whatever, right? Yes. And you get to the scene with the the sword fight, and you get to, like, pull the gun out as he's doing these sword tricks and just shoot him. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that would be so satisfying. Oh, God, yeah. But when they bring out, some of our favorite oldies and try to expose a new generation to them. It's not always gravy. I'll go far as to say it's rarely gravy. No, yeah. I mean, it's, for example, Golden Axe Beast Rider from 2008. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. Altered Beasts uh, 2005 outing. Yeah. As much as I love Turok, they should not have tried to uh, dig him back out of his grave in 2008. Yeah, I mean, well, you mean for like a Turok evolution or whatever? Oh, no. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're talking about the fucking, oh, the, the one with the green cover and shit? Yes. And he, has, and he had like a mohawk and he was dressed like a space marine? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Was, yeah. Perfect Dark Zero from 2005. I mean, some of these games yeah. just, okay, do I believe that they shouldn't be touched? No. Do I believe that they shouldn't be touched until you have a good idea? Yes. Do I want them to be resurrected and do I want them to have a, a new life giving generations of children, teens, and even some of us adults who have a little bit extra time on our hands? Yeah. Joy. You know, letting us, letting well, us it's be like, able to revisit them. I want that. But don't resurrect them for just resurrecting them. At the same time, though, we have 
especially with the advent of modern level making designs and stuff, mm-hmm. you have people putting out new content for games that are 20 years old. For example, very famously, John Romero, after years of talking about doing it, finally put out Sigil, his new map pack for Doom. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, it's it's here, and it's on the old Doom engine, everything like that. And it's literally John Romero being John Romero. And it's it's just, it's very, it's very interesting to see that. And not to mention, especially, I, I hate to keep going back to these guys, but I love them so much, uh, Running With Scissors. You know, after the, the debacle that was Postal 3, they wanted to make it right. So in 2015, they put out DLC for fucking Postal 2. And it was an entire new campaign, which Paradise Lost, if you haven't played it and you have played Postal 2, you need to hurry up and play Paradise Lost because it's fucking incredible. Does your jaw ever get tired or do you do you like have to wipe your chin every once in a while after <laughs> uh, slobbing the knob of, of running with scissors or... Uh no, I like to let it sit there. Okay, I just, you know? just checking. Just checking. no, I, I'm. I know you. I know. I know. I fucking. I I love running with scissors and um. You're you're only slightly jealous that I landed the interview and you didn't. I understand. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was pretty much why I took the shot. Yeah. Yeah. I have his phone number. Do you want me to call him right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, as tempting as that is, it, it would pretty much end up like. Chris Farley interview. Like on the Chris Farley show. Yeah. Or, or, Remember that one time when this happened? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would pretty much be that kind of mixed with, um, I know this is well before your time and you know, slightly before mine. So it's what, like 1858 when you were five? Remind me to kick you in the balls next time I see you. Hey, dude, what was Christmas like in the 40s? That's the name of this episode. It's RPM is old. Goddamn youngins. And your fucking your your VR and and your your smartphones and God fuck you. But anyway, um, uh, no, I, I, you've seen Laughing, right? Yeah, fucking Lily Tomlin. <laughs> but see, and and then, but but then there was the time. You know, it would be somewhere in between the giddiness of that and remember that one time in band camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey Vince, remember that one time where you fired me? So I pulled out a gun and peed on you. <laughs> For people that are, that don't understand, play Postal Two. At any point in that game, you could whip out your dick and piss on somebody. You don't have that in Call of Duty. No, but like, okay, I don't, and I could be wrong on this. In fact, I usually am. But I will even go as far as to say that without things like Duke Nukem. You know, and the edginess that that had to it. I mean, the tits, the swearing, you know, just everything that it had in it. You wouldn't have had. I mean, you you probably would have had Postal. But there are some things that I felt like games that I grew up playing really kind of set the stage for in certain... You would have had the game regardless. But as far as getting the product that you got... Oh, yeah. Some older games, if you really look at it, set the stage for some of the shit that we've seen since. I've got balls of steel. (laughs) 
Oh, God, I love that game. You know, that's one dude I would love to have a conversation with is fucking John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem. He seems like a pretty uh, down-to-earth guy. Uh, you know, he's got nothing on Stefan Waite, but, you know. I mean, it is what it is. But then again, how can you compare Duke Nukem to Caleb from Blood? The one thing that I always preferred about Blood yeah. over uh, Duke Nukem 3D is... Duke always gives you shit when you sit there waiting. He'll crack his knuckles and be like, What are you waiting for, Christmas? But when you just sit there and wait in blood, Caleb will just sing to himself. Oh, which is that doggy in the window? Orf, orf. You know what I mean? It's fucking incredible. I love it. Not to mention that, like, all the horror movie references in Blood are just fucking top of the line. He literally fucking quotes Army of Darkness all the time. Like, one of the boss fights starts with him saying, Hey, she-bitch, let's go. And that's the other thing. Even the little parts of games back then, some of the, the things that you'll miss if you don't pay enough attention are great. Like Duke Nukem giving you shit. Whether it be Sam and yeah. Max or Leisure Suit Larry, if you click on something that has absolutely no point in being there and you can't pick up or you can't interact with, if you click on it enough, they'll, you know, basically, yeah. that whole bit where Max starts, or no, Sam starts crying. Yeah, yes. and then Max, Max berates it's... you for it. Now you've done it. You've broken Sam's spirit with your stupid attempts to pick up that silly object. There's not, in my opinion, and, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit older than some, but I'm not, you know, fucking looking for my AARP membership card by any means. Well, I mean, you're going to be looking for it pretty soon. I mean, you're at the age where Alzheimer's starts setting in. What? Wait, what were we talking about? Where am I? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. Fickle fanboy. RPM, you're an asshole. Okay, uh, all right, I'm back. What are you talking about? We're we're recording a claim and shame right now. Oh, fuck, I I knew I needed my coffee. God damn it. So anyway, all right, the wrestler <laughs> and uh, ready to rumble. Uh, oh man. But, I mean, just the little details that they paid attention to that I just I don't feel as if they really pay enough attention. To just the little things anymore. Do you get great graphics? Yeah. Do you get holy shit moments? Yeah. But do you really feel like nowadays that you can sit and play a game from beginning to end, beat the game, and walk away nine times out of ten saying, that was an enjoyable experience? No. I mean, at least I, I don't. I leave it going, that was kind of cool when that happened. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, saying that kind of shit is like going out of a movie saying, well, the movie sucked, but that one scene was pretty good. Well, that, that basically is what we would end up, you know, what we end up doing on a claim and shame sometimes. So Claim and shame uh, through the eyes of a fanboy. I mean, you know, take your fucking pick. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, uh, like, I don't know. There's, 
nowadays the games that are coming out just don't have it especially because only like all the third-party developers you know your stuff like your ubisoft your mid you know your nether realm studios all that stuff everything they're putting out is built towards just live service gameplay and fuck that give me three campaigns of eight levels and and a bonus level of Duke Nukem wrecking shit. And then the eighth level, put a boss there. And I'll be happy. I will say that there is one game that I would love to see come back for one more go-round that would actually benefit from what they're trying to do to just about every fucking game nowadays. It would almost have to be Ultima. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, MMORPGs really do need to make a comeback. I think World of Warcraft needs to die because they kind of created a monopoly with them. I mean, it, it's already been dying a slow, painful death you know, for as long as I can remember, or at least uh, it should have been. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take it in a different direction. Okay. Instead of Ultima, instead of an MMORPG, mm. bring back Unreal Tournament. Okay. You want a live service setup? Bring back Unreal Tournament. And bring back Diablo yes, while you're at okay, it. Okay, nice. I like it. And not as a fucking mobile game, Blizzard. But you know, even Half-Life maybe. I mean shit. Like like that's I mean <laughs> asking for Half-Life nowadays, man. Like that's I I know we're a comedy show, but some jokes are just too far. <laughs> I um, mean, that's that that's you know the Columbine joke I did, yeah, that that one's fine, but uh, don't joke about a new <laughs> Which, Half-Life. Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> For the fans that wonder what the hell I bleeped out a few weeks ago, you made a Columbine joke, and then later on said, you might want to go ahead and bleep that out, because it might get me on some watch lists. Do, do you want to... I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. I promise. Do you want to revisit that just so you can have your, you'll... Nah, I'm good. I'm oh, good. Okay, because, you know. No, I, um, what you, I didn't get put on any watch list because of it, but I did get a knock on the door. And, uh, yeah, I can't make those jokes anymore. But it's, but it's okay, because I sent them a bomb through the mail. At least I think it was to them. You, you just kind of did any meeny miny mo in the phone book again, didn't you? I mean, yeah. Eh, I'm sure it'll turn out just fine. I I did I did multiple ones uh through various phone books. Again, like like I said, I'm sure it'll all turn out. Everything'll be fine. It'll be fine. Reb Jess is going away for a little bit. <laughs> Live Hi, from Guantanamo Guant- Bay. <laughs> it's Reverend Reb Jess. <laughs> oh man. So what do you think? Should we should we bring this to a final summation? Not, not quite yet. I, I wanted to touch on the importance of if you're not going to give a new chapter, I guess you could say, in the life of some of these games, are there any that you would say might do well to at least get a homage? Like an HD remake or... Or a remaster? No, no, like, okay, online, there's ones like Super Amazing Wagon Adventure. 
which is just okay. Oregon Trail. Without being called Oregon Trail. Yeah, it, it's Oregon Trail with other guns like fucking Gantlin guns and other shit like that. Rocket launchers and yeah, killing okay. Indians and all zombies and all sorts of shit. And then there's um, Duck Season, which is basically just duck hunt with a demonic Five Nights at Freddy's dog. Okay. But like, basically yeah, yeah. taking artistic license with an old game and making it new. Are there any that you could see possibly getting that treatment? Yeah, I want to see uh, Duke Nukem face off against a bunch of feminists. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, basically, you just take Duke, Duke Nukem 3D, and, like, it, it's, instead of aliens that are trying to steal the chicks, it's a bunch of angry, like, third-wave feminists trying to uh, stop women from displaying their beautiful bodies, and Duke's like, nobody steals our chicks. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? And, and, like, that's the thing. It's, it's Duke Nukem versus the feminists, and I think that, because I think that would be funny. Custer's Revenge should be redone as a Japanese dating sim. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. I think uh, Half-Life should be done again. Just, uh, you know, not not a Half-Life 3, but just, if you're going to, like, I think someone should get the rights to put out Half-Life 3 and then just have it be a game where you uh, walk, you just, you play Gordon Freeman and it turns out that the Combine have taken over Valve, and that's why they won't make Half-Life 3. Sweet. I like it. So you have to kill Gabe Newell, because he's the, the head of the Combine. Yeah, it'd be okay. I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I like that idea. I do think we're missing the boat on having another uh, Super Mario RPG. So I think we should have Luigi be in an RPG. And uh, have it be kind of like Mario is Missing, that shitty edutainment game on the NES. Yes. But, like, you know, do it right this time. Instead of it being edutainment, have it be like an RPG. Okay. Do it that way. I think there should be a game where Duke Nukem has to escape, like, has to be rescued by Lo Wang from Shadow Warrior. Yeah. Because Duke Nukem is being held hostage by Randy Pitchford. <laughs> okay. And uh, at the end, you just, like, as Lo Wang, because you know how he has those portable nukes? Yeah. At the end, you shove one of those up Randy Pitchford's ass. I think that would be a good one. Again, I think it would be, uh, at the very least, enjoyable. But in all seriousness, though, I think Randy Pitchford needs to be killed. Like this isn't a joke. I know, I know it's comedy, but uh, I'm just I'm stating my opinion. I think he needs to be killed. You know, one of these days we're gonna go an episode where neither of us threaten threaten the lives of people. The lives of... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not threatening him. I'm just saying he needs to. Die. <laughs> so it's it's more stating fact. I'm not saying that I'm going to kill Randy Pitchford. I'm just saying Randy Pitchford needs to die. I'm sorry, but you're, you're you're fuck Borderlands. I don't care about Borderlands. You fucked up Aliens Colonial Marines, and you're holding Duke Nukem hostage. John St. John wants to do another game. The guys at 3D Realms want to do another Duke game, and you've been blocking them at every turn. 
just so you can put Duke Nukem in Bulletstorm. Go fuck yourself, okay? You were, it was the laziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life to put Duke Nukem in Bulletstorm because you didn't change anything else except for replacing Duke Nukem, replacing the guy Gray with Duke Nukem, and then Duke Nukem just made a bunch of fucking quotes about, like, isn't it crazy that I'm in another game? Yeah, that was, that was definitely regrettable. So fuck you, Randy Pitchford. I don't care. I don't care if you didn't put microtransactions in in Borderlands Three. You're a fucking bitch, and I hate you. And uh, in all honesty, if I was in a room with with uh, Osama and uh, Hitler and Randy Pitchford, and I had a gun, just two bullets, I would shoot Randy Pitchford twice. Damn! Tell tell us how you really feel, dude. I I. I fucking hate you, Randy Pitchford. I hate your stupid magic tricks. I hate the fact that you are blown away by squirter porn. What sort of vanilla shit are you looking at? I could show you a whole new world that would blow your fucking mind if if a squirter porn is just like... It was the most amazing thing. It was like a gushing, gushing shit out of her vagina. Yes, that's called squirting. It's very vanilla. You can find it on the most vanilla porn sites. You fucking child. I hate you die seriously right now i want you if you're hearing this to have a heart attack if i had a death note i would write it your name in it if, if he had the force he'd will you to die if he had a, a voodoo doll he'd probably stick fuck a fuck a pin cushion you'd stick a good old knife right in this yes yes yeah i, fig- I, I figured as much i i really despise you randy pitchford i hope your next magic trick goes very wrong and you get lit on fire and that you get you burn for eternity. Fuck you, Randy Pitchford. That's the name of the episode. Fuck you, Randy Pitchford. Um. Yeah, I uh, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, so really, I'm I'm just going to end this with at least a, a small list of ways we could kill Randy Pitchford. No, I mean that's one way to go. But I was going to basically. Just end with a list, I guess you could call it my wish list, for games that need to just just come back to us. Please. We'll, we'll be good this time. In the arms of the angel, No, I mean, I, I was actually hoping that you would uh, start up with Snake Eater, but you know, whatever, whatever. No, nah. <laughs> no, nah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need no Snake Eater here. What a thrill! With darkness and silence through the night What a thrill I'm searching and I melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme I give my time
Someday you'll go through the rain Someday you'll feed on a tree frog It's ordeal, the trial to survive For the day within a life In my life Not forever, but for you In my time There'll be no exit so you know i'll end with my wish list of in a perfect world these would just come back just to visit wing commander because now that you know he he was killed off in the last star wars movies mark hamill might need something to do yeah this is colonel christopher blair report to admiral talwin the wreckage of the Concordia has been located on Vespas off the Mistral Coast. Evaluation. Total loss. Mech Warrior, please. Dear God, please, please, please. Satellite, Mech Duff. Atmosphere, hostile. All systems, nominal. Primary objective, defend airbase. Sensors indicate incoming friendly dropship Bastille. Trial initiated. Wolf Clan protocol. All systems nominal. Yeah, agreed. Leisure suit, Larry. Just because it's a, I guess you could call it a guilty pleasure of mine. Burger time. I think. Let's have burger time VR. Nice. Okay. Mega Man! Just because I feel like the farther we get with that franchise, the more we just fuck him right up the ass, no lube bareback. Full throttle, now that LucasArts is, uh, again, a thing. And I know this is a little bit of a deep cut, but James Pond, codename Robocod. Just fucking because. Yeah. Well, I, agree. I don't need a reason. Fuck you. I uh, just because, goddammit. Now that I got that out. Yeah, uh you can find me <laughs> at, at ficklefanboyrpm on Twitter, at the Fickle Fanboy Podcast on Instagram, and go to the Fickle Fanboy Facebook page. Come talk to me. I'm lonely. Oh, I mean, um, uh, sorry. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me at RevJess underscore FL Radio on Twitter. 
You can find my show, The Church Absurd, with Reverend Justin Deacon and Sam on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as our second show, Acclaim and Shame, a movie podcast challenging the critic consensus on Podbean, and it, we're slowly but surely getting set up on every other podcast platform, but right now we are on Podbean, acclaimandshame.podbean.com. Uh, look forward to that. Also, uh, check out the other Fat Lulz Radio shows, including this one, including my show, including Acclaim and Shame, including Unseriously Serious, The Designated Drinkers, Robin Slim, From the Bottom, Pee on the Pods. And if you want to contribute to our fun little network with our little StoryCorps-type project, contribute to the League of Infuriated Nerds by sending a nerd rant to fatlulzradio at gmail.com. Subject nerd rant in the title. We do want to get that thing going, so uh, yeah. You can find me personally on Instagram. I'm at uh, fucking, what am I, Jess Fatlulz Radio or something like that? Just search Reverend Jess. You'll fucking find me. Also, uh, if you're looking for a live performance, you can find me in your mother's bedroom later tonight. Oh, God. Trust me, you you don't want to see that. It's it's kind of like two humpback whales. I tried to scrub my eyes with bleach. I, I it's still like, see it. It's like two raccoons wrestling in a gunny sack. And the weird thing is, it wasn't even my mother. But still, it haunts my dreams. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, whoever kills Randy. You know who I want to give a shout-out to? Get on with it. Huh? Get on with it. I'm just going to sit here with dead silence just to fuck with you now. Stop jacking off! <laughs> God damn it! Can you go one episode without touching that thing? Well, I mean, you, you, you said you were going to sit here in silence, so I figured I'd, I'd, I'd make you regret that decision. Yo, as, uh, as always, folks. Drift stepping every week, huff. Yeah, that's the end of stepping every Drift stepping every week, huff. Yeah, that's the end of stepping every Uh, what I meant to say is. This has been a Fat Lowell's Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. And as always, we'll, we'll be, be seeing, seeing ya. ya.